What's happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from here, the Spear, presented to you by NoelGameDay.com. We are here live outside Doe Campbell Stadium and the training facility and the IPF, the practice fields, everything. We're going to even hear the crickets now. It's a little dark, but we're going to give you guys a first instant reaction to the first day of spring camp for Mike Norvell and the Florida State Seminoles as they begin their 2023 campaign. With me this evening is our editor-in-chief, Dustin Lewis, and then Tommy Meyer, our writer and editor at NoelGameDay.com. But we're going to kind of pass the mic around, give our thoughts on what happened, what went down. Guys, we're not in pads or anything. You're just in jersey and shorts, but still got to get a good view of some of the freshmen, some of the transfers, uh, some guys making plays, but, you know, just kind of a pretty good pretty good day, I would say. And I think Norvell recapped it pretty perfect it was a fast pretty competitive practice just for your first day and a lot of guys acclimating into this whole realm of college football definitely the freshmen coming in but uh what, what kind of what do you want to say Dustin just starting off walking into practice getting to see Jaheim Bell Hakeem Williams definitely those three transfer offensive linemen those are some big boys yeah like you said first day of the spring obviously Helmets and shorts today, so you're not really getting a, a ton of contact out there. So these days are more really focused on the fundamentals and just kind of acclimating guys to practice, especially, you know, the 19 newcomers who stepped on the field here for the first time. You know, some of those transfers you just mentioned. Jaheim Bell, a guy who I thought looked really good today just off the hoof, uh, Darrell Jackson. It's hard to see much from these offensive and defensive linemen, but just his size, the way that he's able to move during – some of these individual drills and, and the, the one-on-ones that they did during the latter half of practice against the, the offensive line, you know, you can see some real potential there. And same thing with a guy on the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line, Jeremiah Byers, Keandre Jones as well. I mean, those guys look terrific uh, physically. So, I mean, that's really as much as you can take away, I feel like, from the offensive and defensive line. But the skill players were really getting after it during some of the seven-on-sevens, the one-on-ones, team drills, things like that. And, you know, you can tell that this team is still getting into shape. You know, this was definitely the first day of spring practice. You had a lot of guys out here struggling under that Florida heat. I know I was struggling, too, up uh, in the baseball area. You know, someone's right on us. But, yeah, you know, from players to coaches to media, we're all adjusting right now. Yeah, like you said, it, uh, it was pretty competitive. Jaheim Bell looked really good, you know, catching passes and um, – I don't really seem too much out of the backfield, but I know Mike Norvell mentioned it. Um, Winston Wright looked looked the part, yeah, you know. The smoothest we've seen. Yeah, he looked he looked pretty smooth, you know, with his routes. You know, he's catching bombs from Travis. Um, n- not too many drops, so I think that they're going to be really excited to get him back in in the mix and practicing with the team, you know, because he's going to be one of the better players next year. Like they weren't in pads today, like Dustin was saying. Um, Jared Verse said that they're probably going to be in shells on Friday, which is we'll see more contact. We'll get to see more of the offense and offensive line and defensive line go together. But overall, it was a fast, competitive practice. Yeah, and I'll jump on board with you there. Winston Wright, definitely one of my standouts here. Uh, Obviously, Norvell talked about him last week after tour of duty and said he's entering the spring with zero limitations. And I thought we got to look at that today uh, on his first rep actually against one of the DBs and one-on-ones he was able to come away with a pass over the middle 
I think that it might that might have been the first catch that we've seen Winston Wright make in one of these practice settings uh, since he returned from that injury. And then later on, also in one-on-ones, Winston made another catch over the middle and then exploded up the field, showed off his burst a little bit. So like Norvell said, after the practice, you can kind of see that explosiveness, that burst is starting to come back for Winston, and it's really about just building the confidence back up in that leg. Even though there wasn't any pads on, we still had some one-on-ones, which we're viewing from a pretty far away away when we're looking from the baseball field. So we're using our binoculars for this, but still, nonetheless, a lot of guys battling it out. I saw Ja'Kai Douglas had a really nice catch going against Greedy Vance, but then afterwards, Greedy Vance bounces back and snags an interception. I thought Greedy looked pretty solid and kind of the way that he looked during tour of duty, that energy, that eagerness to compete, he brought it out onto the football field. So a nice day from Greedy overall uh, responding after that Ja'Kai Douglas catch and then Deuce, Deuce, uh, Deuce Span over the middle multiple times connecting with quarterbacks. I thought that's something worth mentioning because of his drops problems. That's something that he's working on specifically this spring. But that was over the middle on Fentrell Cypress, who a guy that is right near you. I'm not going to say that Deuce was beating him on the route or anything. uh, Cypress is right there, but Deuce was able to come down with that ball. Uh, So got some good on good there between those two. Uh, like y'all are already talking about Winston, making some plays and really get to see him. And I want to see him more once pads come on. This is fine with shorts and jerseys, but we're going to get our true feel of how Winston Wright is and how his recovery went and if he's going to be a full 105% go on Friday. And then Renato Green also came down with a phenomenal interception going against Ja'Kai Douglas. One-handed grab, snagged that, and as usual, Mike Norvell Keeps everyone accountable for finishing the play. Jaheim Bell got his first glance at it today. And then I want to I bring up Brock Glenn, too, because we were watching him quite a bit, guys. What do you all think about him, just observing him, connecting with a few of the receivers? Um, you know, looked pretty sharp for the most part. And for a true freshman coming out there, it's, it's nice to see. A lot of these guys felt accustomed to hitting the field. Yeah, he looks he looks like a... A true freshman, but he looked comfortable. You know, he, he's throwing, throwing good balls. You know, throwing, hitting the receivers. Um, <clears throat> I mean, him coming behind AJ Duffy, it's going to be quite a battle with him, Rotomaker, and Duffy moving forward. And you can already start to see that grow. Yeah, and just you know, after practice, we heard from Norvell talking about the quarterbacks, and he talked about <clears throat> Brock, <clears throat> Brock Glenn in particular, and just mentioned. You know, he's probably the guy that it's going to be the toughest on this spring as far as quarterbacks because these other guys, obviously Jordan Travis, but A.J. Duffy and Tate Rodemaker have already been here for, you know, at least a year. And they've kind of went through this period a little bit. They've done these installs and things like that. And this was really the first experience for Brock Glenn. And Norvell said, I mean, Logan said it at the beginning of the podcast, you know, they're doing this stuff very fast. This is a very fast-paced practice. There's there's really no time to, to make any mistakes. And I thought for day one, you know, Brock Glenn, he kind of settled in a little bit throughout the practice, really showed off some nice accuracy and preci- precision on precision precision on a couple of his throws. Can't speak over here. It's getting too late in the day. But <laughs> regardless, a solid start for Glenn, and we'll see how it continues to go over these final 14 practices of the spring. 
One player I want to mention, true freshman, well, two of them, actually. Vandravius Jacobs and Lamont Green Jr. I'm buying stock in early. If you want to join me, please do make some money with me. But Vandravius Jacobs looked really nice today. And he would go up for the ball. Mike Norrell talked about it after the practice. I asked Mike, what do you see out of out of him, there's a lot of things to like about Vandravius Jacobs because the way that he'll go up for anything, and I think he showed that ability. Route running's pretty crisp, and it's going to take a little bit to get used to that number 19, but maybe we'll get him a little bit better of one the more he goes through camp and making all these plays. But I thought Vandravius had a nice first day as a true freshman. Lamont Green Jr., too, keeping an eye on him whenever we had OL versus DL one-on-ones, over-the-edge, back-to-back reps, and Jared Verse and that whole entire defensive end room. But as Jared Verse always is, very animated, he was doing everything in his power to show some love and praise and hype up his young his young true freshman defensive end. I thought Lamont Green Jr. looks apart. He's got to put on some size still, but this is no shocker. We've talked about it on this podcast multiple times. This guy has speed to get off the edge, and he showed it today in the first – day of spring camp because I heard all the yelling. I'm like, what are they yelling about? And sure enough, it's Lamont Green winning uh, a multitude of reps today. So and a nice showing from those two freshmen. I don't think it comes as much of a surprise of Florida State's coaching staff. Obviously, Lamont Green Jr. and Von Dravis Jacobs committed to Florida State pretty early on in their respective high school careers. Jacobs coming off a senior season where he led the state of Florida in receiving yards and Green Jr. as well put together a pretty good senior campaign over there at uh, Gulliver Prep. So, I mean, these are two guys coming into Florida State with something to improve. Lamont needs to continue building that frame, but the potential as a star pass rusher, you know, to grow into that role throughout his career is certainly there. And, I mean, same thing with Jacobs, you know, the smallest size-wise as far as, you know, weight, about 175 pounds, the smallest guy in Florida State's wide receiver core at the moment, but someone that's already produced so much and and a really high caliber level of football here in the state of Florida during his high school career. I think that's helping him as he makes his transition to Florida State. And, you know, a guy that already really has those natural receiver skills, but it's just going to be about bulking up, growing that body a little bit in, in a college strength and conditioning program over the next couple of years. But after what we saw today, I mean, Jacobs looks like he's going to be a good one for Florida State. Yeah, it's definitely interesting that you say that because I mean, when we were up there watching him, even though it's far away, you know, it, we just kept hearing him scream and it's back to back to back plays, and we're trying to, you know, look through our binoculars to see who it is, and it turned out to be those two guys. And you know, it actually kind of reminds me of like I even said it from far away, it kind of looked like Pat Payton, <laughs> you know, a smaller one, but the way he was breaking the line and getting to the quarterback, it was. It was quite impressive. Quick as hell. It was very fast, very fast. Do you want to mention the five players that are? Yeah. So there's a there's going to be a few players that are either going to be limited or missing spring completely. Um, this is completely here. It's going to be uh, Robert Scott, Micah Pittman, Kevin Knowles, Aaron Hester, and Malcolm Ray. Yeah, um, so that how's yeah that that definitely hurts. I think for Multiple guy, well, every one of them, absolutely. But for Robert Scott, that's your starting tackle there. Micah Pittman, starting slot wide receiver. Kevin Knowles, a guy that played a ton last year and has been dealing with kind of an injury 
throughout 2022 and now I guess heading into 2023 Aaron Hester too and then Malcolm Ray also missing the entire spring that hurts but I mean for the defensive tackle position you can work with that just because of the depth that you've been able to build now and with their transfers added on and these freshmen from last year are expected to take the next step but you're not you're not at in a bad, terrible spot there with Ray being out. And Hester, you know, he's a guy that I feel like should move to the linebacker position. I think he's undersized at what defensive end and what they want to do here at FSU. I think that he needs to move to the linebacker, but we'll see what they end up doing after the spring. But five guys that are going to be missing the entire spring. Could be more, could be worse, but I, I'm, I'm interested to know more. You know, we don't get told everything, but for the Micah Pittman situation, that's something I'm keeping a close eye on because we saw him at tour of duty and participating there. And maybe we missed something that we didn't see, but something that I'm just curious about, you know. And I think we also saw Robert Scott, too, at tour of duty. Unless, no. It was early in the morning. I yeah, I, I know. <laughs> we got mysteries to solve this spring, some mysteries. And then also some guys limited, Dustin. Yeah, I was going to get into that, but um, Braden Fisk, the Western Michigan grad transfer, and Jaden Jones coming into Florida State via JUCO will both be limited this spring. And yeah, after that, you know, we'll see we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah, as far as Micah Pittman missing the spring, I don't think it's the biggest loss for Florida State just because they do have a lot of guys coming back in that wide receiver room. And, you know, this being spring ball, that's going to give them a chance to up Winston's reps a little bit. You've got some guys in there like Darian Williamson as well. Ja'Kai Douglas going to get into the conversation there at slot wide receiver. So we'll see how that situation shakes itself out. And then also at the offensive line, you've got so many guys coming back there as well. Darius Washington was, you know, a guy who Florida State can kind of move all around that offensive line. He's played at tackle guard center during his career he was getting some reps over there at left tackle today and it also gives guys like uh, Julian Armella Jalen Early um, a real chance to to earn some time and step up throughout spring ball as well start to prove that you know maybe they could get into the rotation for Florida State in 2023 And, and you know like you said with Malcolm Ray Florida State, so much depth there at the defensive line. I don't think that's a big loss. And you kind of know what you're going to get out of Malcolm Ray, a guy who's been in the rotation here for a couple of years, was a starter at times um, a season ago. So that'll give a guy like Darrell Jackson and then some of those other other youngins like Joshua Farmer some more time, Daniel Lyons as well. So they'll be able to gain some more reps this spring. So, I mean, overall, out of the guys that Norvell told us today will miss spring or being limited, I, I don't think it's a huge um, deal for FSU at this time. One last thing for me here. Uh, I wanted to mention a player that broke through a hole and made a nice play when going during 11-on-11. That was Keziah Holmes, someone that we've been talking about quite a bit throughout the offseason after the bowl game. And, you know, there's been a lot of chatter after Trayshawn Ward hit the transfer portal, who's going to kind of step in and take a role there. And I think Keziah Holmes has welcomed that, and it showed a little bit today flashed. I still, with running backs, it's the same way. I want to see it whenever pads get on, but you could you could tell that he hit the right hole. He You could see it with the Jets that he put on, that he's got some speed to him also. But to see the run. Yeah, and, and getting off the defender, once again, no pads on and not a whole lot of physicality. So not going to note on it too much here. But for Kazai to hit that hole and then also the entire running back room 
to go and celebrate with him. I think Coach Yak, too, showed a lot of love. Shows that Keziah Holmes has been watching his film, and he's doing his job off the field, I think, in his, in his position group meetings to put himself in a, in a spot to really push uh, Lawrence Toa Philly in this camp. I think it's going to be an interesting one to watch. And you also got C.J. Campbell, too, who was running at 125%, I think, on every rep and doing additional runs on the sidelines just to stay in shape. There's a few guys that definitely work out consistently a lot, and then there's some guys out there that definitely felt the first pain like Dustin was feeling and a few of us of that sun coming down. It was about close to 90 degrees out there. But Keziah Holmes, a guy that kind of looked looked the part from what we've been talking about and tour of duty, a guy that's in shape, that's looking good. So anything else from you guys on last remarks or can I wrap it up? Here we go. Here comes Dustin. We're also holding like the smallest mics, the smallest mic ever feels like we're passing around a J or something. It looks very strange. We're right outside Doe Campbell. Everybody's looking at us. So it, this has been a really interesting experience. Here's Dustin, though. Finish it off. Yeah, I was just going to add on to what you were saying about the running backs because we, we did get to hear from Trey Benson for a couple minutes following the practice. And, I mean, he just gushed about both Rodney Hill and Kaiseya Holmes. And like Logan said, Kaiseya obviously coming into the spring camp in very good shape. That was something that – Benson noted as well while speaking to the media. So it's going to be interesting, Florida State, with the two guys coming back and Benson and Lawrence Toa Philly. And then we're going to see how this competition kind of shakes out between Rodney Hill and Kaiseya Holmes and C.J. Campbell throwing his hat into the ring as well. I thought it was very impressive. Logan brought it up too. But I thought it was impressive how there were some times where he wasn't in a drill or he wasn't in taking some reps during a one-on-one or something. But he was off on the sideline doing sprints it looked like i mean just doing his best to stay in shape and show that he's putting in effort out there so i mean that that just shows the kind of worker he is and remember this was a guy cj campbell someone who was coming on pretty strong for florida state last offseason and last fall before that leg injury so yeah i I wouldn't count him out either but that's got to be one of the most exciting things that we're going to see this spring just who's going to step up uh, among those running backs well, that's going to wrap up the first day of spring camp. This is our instant reaction to Magner Vell and the Florida State Seminoles hitting the practice field for the first time this year. We will have a podcast on Wednesday night, and Dustin, we're confirmed on that, fully good to go to share. We'll have Florida State wide, wide receiver commit Camden Fryer with us that evening and also big-time Florida State quarterback commit uh, Luke Cromenhoek with us Excited, Crewman Hawk. Say it with us, Dustin. Luke Croman Hawk. Luke Croman Hawk. Luke Croman Hawk. I'm gonna get used to that. I'm gonna get it down. I'll have it. I'll have it ready for Wednesday evening. But yeah, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate you guys. We'll have full coverage throughout the rest of the week. Florida State will practice on on Wednesday and Friday, and then they'll go into spring break. Friday we'll have some uppers, so we'll have a little bit more physicality, definitely in the trenches. So we'll keep you guys fully covered on that. See you guys. Have a great rest of y'all's week.